Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Want to witness the world's biggest football game? Head to iCanWin.com.au. Predict Australia's score with a crystal ball. And it could be you and a friend at the FIFA World Cup Qatar 2022 semifinals. All thanks to McDonald's. Maccas, together and loving it. TNCs apply. Welcome back to the Maccas Run here on SEN. Jordan Canellas with you this Tuesday evening. The W Awards take place tonight from 7pm and we'll have live updates throughout the course of the evening for you on the Sporting Capital over the next couple of hours. Sarah Black covers the men's and women's games for afl.com.au and co-hosts the Credit to the Girls podcast and she's with us here on SEN. Sarah, welcome. Thanks for having me, Jordan. It's gonna, looking forward to being a very exciting night. Yes, what lies in store for us tonight? We uh, we managed to have, uh, in, in amongst COVID last year, we did have an event at a venue and we've got the same again tonight. So what's the what's the occasion look like this evening? Yeah, so it's um, at Crown Palladium, the, the main event. Um, and yeah, looking forward to seeing some of the non-Victorian teams get down. Um, we had lots of satellite events last year, so it'll be good to get the majority of the room in together. Um, the Adelaide Crows and the Melbourne Demons, of course, being grand finalists, they're going to have their own separate events um, just to be COVID safe, so completely understandable. Um, and unlike the men's, this is a multi-award night. So, you know, we'll have the best and fairest crowned. Um, we'll also have the All-Australian team named. That squad's been out there for a little while. Um, the Rising Star and, of course, Mark and Goal of the Year. So, yeah, lots of award winners um, going to be announced tonight. Well, let's start off with the big one then, the, the best and fairest. Run us through the, the handful of favourites. Who are the ones that, that you think the winner will come from tonight? Yeah, well, unsurprisingly, it is just as it is in the men's game. It is a midfielder's award. So all these girls are uh, firmly ensconced in the midfield. Um, my hot tip is Emily Bates. I don't think it would be any surprise to anyone who's watched much AFLW. Um, the Brisbane Lions vice-captain's already won the AFL Coaches Award this year. Um, Hayley Miller from the Dockers. I think she'll get out to a really early lead, um, but she might tail off a little bit as the tight count and as the count tightens up. Um, Ashra Dell from the Roos, she's the, she set the record for most disposals in a game with 42 and she's had a really uh, consistent year. Um, and the two Crows girls, you can never discount Ebony Marinoff and Anne Hatchard. Um, however, the little asterisk on those two girls is that they'll probably poll votes and take votes away from each other. So, uh, yeah, those are some of the names to look out for tonight. Yeah, Emily Bates, a great leader for uh, for Brisbane. And, and Hayley Miller might the... I mean, she's been a great player. She's probably elevated her game this season, her first season as captain of Fremantle. Might that be maybe an eye-catching factor in her in her poll voting ability from this season? Yeah, for sure. She's definitely done a lot um, in dragging Fremantle back into matches and, and ultimately winning games off her own boot. She's a, she's a multi-dimensional midfielder. She's really made an impact this year on the scoreboard. Um, so I think that'll hold her in, in great stead. In most years, the winner has taken it by a margin of about three, four or five votes. Last year, we had the closest count we've had in a best and fairest with the top 11 players all split by about five votes from, from first to 11th. And we had dual winners last year as well. What was the nature of this season? Was there a standout from the pack you've just named or are those names all pretty reasonably close? 
I don't think so. I think it's going to be a pretty even count. I think Bates is the favourite just on based on sheer consistency. Um, the number of lines wins also will help her. Um, as I said, Miller will really get out to, to a strong lead, I think, in the early and, and middle rounds. Um, but the, as the Dockers dropped off, so did she. So that'll bring her back into the pack a little bit. Um, and, yeah, it's definitely going to be an interesting count, that's for sure. Is there a smoky from a non-finals-making team that you like the look of? Yeah, um, I, I think you, you can't discount Mon Conti. She's a proven vote-getter um, at the Tigers. Whether the Tigers have won enough games, I'm not too sure. Um, Amy McDonald at Geelong was best of field in just about every single game they played. Um, and uh, the, the two Bulldogs girls who are, who are proven vote-getters um, in Ellie Blackburn and Kirsty Lamb. So, you know, some smokies keep an eye out there. The rising star as well, as you mentioned, we have a pool of 20, two rising stars per round in the AFLW, who are among the favourites for the Rising Star Award this uh, season? Yes, I can't give you my hot tip for this one because I am on the, pa- the voting panel, so I can't give away all the secrets. Um, it's a really deep field this year, um, and one thing that's a little bit different to the men's is that it's uh, up to the age of 21, so your first three years in the competition, you're eligible. So, you know, whether it's someone like a, a first-year player, Charlie Rowbottom or Georgie Kasparkas, those um, you know, those really early, uh, those girls in the first season or someone like a Mimi Hill who's been in the system for a little bit um, or Mia King of the Ruse. Um, I expect those names to, to sort of feature up there, um, but it could be anyone's game. I'm really interested to see how the votes uh, split out. The rising stars, the young players in general in the league, are we seeing, uh, again, the ability of these uh, these young girls, these young women coming through to pretty much impact as soon as they, they, they start their AFLW careers? Are they pretty much hitting the ground running uh, again in, in this season? Uh, to an extent. I think those days are slowly... Um, we're slowly pulling away from that a little bit more. I think the gap between junior footy, um, you know, top-level junior footy and AFLW is growing, um, which, you know, is, it's not a surprise that the longer you have a competition running, the more professional and um, and harder it is to break into it. But there definitely was. Charlie Rowbottom won games off her own boot this year. No surprise that she was the number one pick. Um, but I wouldn't be surprised as the seasons progress for that trend to continue, for it to be harder and harder for 18-year-olds to have an impact straight off the bat. For the All-Australian team as well, the squad of 40 was revealed to us last week and we'll find out the 22 tonight as part of the awards. Give us one or two names who you were most chuffed to see in the squad of 40 that was named last week. Yes, so I think the one that caught a lot of people by surprise was Shelley Heath. Um, She's a small defender from Melbourne, only 21. um, um, And quite often, you know, small defenders don't necessarily receive the recognition that they should. So um, it was a great reward for for Shelley, who really um, played on a a variety of opponents and and held them well. Um, One to keep an eye out for for the All-Australian is Emma Carney. She is uh, currently going for her sixth straight All-Australian Guernsey. She'll be the only person to have that record. She currently ties it with Karen Paxman, uh, but Paxi unfortunately didn't make the squad this year. So some names to look out for there. Sarah Black from afl.com.au ahead of the W Awards tonight. Uh, let's have a quick look back at the um, the prelim finals and a look ahead to the grand final coming up this weekend, Sarah, the uh, Adelaide v Melbourne clash to decide the season. Firstly, the news perspective from Adelaide is that their ruck, Montana McKinnon, has been suspended for one game for rough conduct in the prelim. She was the round five rising star this season. How much will she, uh, or her loss, hurts uh, the Adelaide Crows? 
Yes, yeah, so they're challenging this one at tribunal, which uh, I'm not surprised at all because she's quickly proven herself to be a very integral player um, in that lineup. She's she's one of this new breed of ruck that can, um, you know, it's not not just about the hit outs, it's about getting around the ground. Um, and her intercept marking in particular has been really crucial for Adelaide. So coming up against Lauren Pierce, um, I think they'll be keen to have as much depth in the ruck as possible there. Uh, the two sides met earlier in the season in round four. Adelaide beat Melbourne by 14 points. Both sides finished with a 9-1 and win-loss record this season. Melbourne, number two attack. Adelaide, number one defence. The game's at the Adelaide Oval, so it's all pretty even. But the Adelaide have the home crowd. Are the Crows the early favourites? Yeah, I think they are. They do have that good record over Melbourne, as you said. Early days of these might have just had the wood over them, but the Crows of late, um, that 14-point margin earlier this year really flattered Melbourne. Um, Crows took the foot off the pedal in the last quarter and, and the the Ds managed to get a bit of a score on the board. Um, the last time these two sides played at Adelaide Oval was a preliminary final last year and the Crows absolutely blew the Ds out of the water. I think the Ds are a more mature side this time around. Um, they're, they're more sure of themselves, more confident in their abilities. Um, so it will be a much closer affair than that prelim last year. Saying that, I just I just don't think you can discount the Crows' experience um, when it comes to grand finals. That defensive record as well, the only team to concede less than 200 points this season, Adelaide. Who are the stars in the back line for the Crows? Yeah, so they're led by Sarah Allen. Um, that's another name to look out for tonight. She's also in the All-Australian squad, um, multi-All-Australian uh, already um, at a pretty young age. Mariana Rachic is another name to watch back there in terms of intercepting. Um, Chelsea Bedell has been the one this year to really stand up for the Crows, who've been missing Ange Foley, who did her ACL in last year's grand final. Um, and Chelsea is a young key position player who switched ends of the field um, and, and has really grown into that defensive role. Um, but it's not just about those backline players. It's about the fact that the Crows win the ball out of the middle so easily. Um, that, that really, you know, that helps their defenders out enormously. For Melbourne, what will the occasion of the grand final mean for the Ds? Not just for the season that they've had, but I guess it's the culmination of a lot of work over the last couple of years, even prior to the AFLW beginning. They were, them and, and the Western Bulldogs were the two teams that we visually saw uh, in some of those exhibition matches. So for Melbourne, this has been a little longer than just uh, the AFLW duration. What will it mean for the Ds that they're in the grand final now? Yeah, it's a huge accomplishment, and I think it's a sense of not relief, but um, but just a reward for effort in a way. Um, like you said, they've been involved in women's footy for for much longer than some of the other sides. 2013 was that uh, very first exhibition match between the Ds and the Dogs, um, and there's people who have been involved at the Ds um, in women's football since then. Um, you know, Daisy Pierce is this going to be her last game? We're not sure. I'd love to see her go around again. I think she's more than capable of, of playing another season. Um, it's just up to her. So it'd be great for the fairytale finish to see Daisy go out with a with the premiership win um, and, and great reward for the investment that the Ds have put into women's football over the past eight or nine years. I might tip you into that uh, into that debate fully now, Sarah. So Daisy Pierce, she's 33, football playing, media working, mum of twins, who's pioneered the, the modern game of, of women's Aussie rules. If Melbourne win the flag, what do you think she does? Yeah, I think she'll have a very long, hard decision to make. Um, I suspect that she may be leaning more towards um, hanging up the boots, but I'm not Daisy. I'm not in her own head. I don't know her decision-making process. Like you said, she's a she's a mum of twins, um, you know, so that comes into it. Also, she can do whatever she wants after football, Daisy. Um, she can go into the media. She can go into coaching. It's just whether she's 
finished yet. She's a really strong competitor. Um, and, yeah, I, I wonder whether the August start for the new season um, may just may just go, maybe we'll just go around one more year because mm. it's not even a full year. It's just just till the end of the year. Yeah, that's a good point. That's a good point. Similarly, the other superstar veteran on the other side is Erin Phillips. Will she play on after this season? She's a little older than Daisy, uh, but maybe the, the lure of playing for her dad's team, Port Adelaide, with the, uh, the new inclusions into the next season, is that a lure for her? Oh, for sure. She's, you know, her family have had such a long involvement in the Port Adelaide Footy Club. And, you know, if you look online in pre, there's a photo from about 2015, I think, when they were talking about maybe forming an AFLW um, of Erin in a Port Guernsey. So originally, early days, um, that was where she was heading. What will be the deci- what will be one of the deciding factors, I imagine, for Erin um, will be the, the fitness of her knees. She's had a lot of trouble with knees. Um, over her playing career um, and, you know, whether whether they're up to going around for another season or not, um, I imagine that's one of the factors she'll be considering heavily. We've also never had a, a time when one club has held concurrently both men's and women's premierships, so that's on the line here for Melbourne this weekend. To claim that title would be a, it'd be a nice bonus in addition to actually winning the Cup for the Ds if they can do it. It really will be. I was... Um, Lucky enough, coincidentally, to be down at Melbourne training, Melbourne girls training, that is, um, just before the season started and um, President Kate Roffey brought down the Men's Premiership Cup. Um, it's sort of like a, look what look what we're aiming for. This is what we want to achieve. Um, and I think, you know, for, for what the Melbourne Footy Club has been through, um, as a, I'm talking across, you know, men's and women's footy for the past 20, 30, 40 years, um, you know, it would be a real... A real indicator that they have returned to uh, to claim their their right as one of the powerhouses of the competition if they're able to hold both titles simultaneously. Sarah, before I let you go, uh, who's your tip for the flag this weekend? Yeah, so I've gone with the Crows. Um, I, I really think that they will be they'll just have too much experience and composure in the end for the Deeds. Um, but I'm looking forward to a great game nonetheless. Sarah Black, thank you very much for joining us on the Maccas Run tonight on SEN and uh, enjoy the W Awards in uh, in a short few minutes from now. No worries. Thanks for having me, Jordan. Sarah Black from afl.com.au and the credit to the girls podcast with us here on SEN and those updates we'll bring to you as they come to hand throughout the course of the night uh, leading into the best and fairest award winner at the culmination of the W Awards this evening. G'day, Mike Hussey here. Get on board Australia's best fantasy cricket game, KFC Supercoach BBL. It's fun, free and easy to play. Play today at supercoach.com.au. T's and C's apply. New South Wales authorisation number TP slash 01005.